Hey, so I'm in Midtown. This is Brandon Shields, and today is Monday, June the 22nd. And I want to welcome you to another episode of our podcast designed to help you practice the way of Jesus in a time of global pandemic and social unrest. Yesterday in our teaching time at SOMA, we looked at the healing ministry of Jesus, how the Holy Spirit empowered him to bring about healing as um, the reality of the kingdom came through the ministry and life of Jesus, how the Spirit empowered Jesus to heal people of all kinds of diseases and sicknesses and illnesses, and how this was not just some kind of a sideshow or a platform-building thing for Jesus, but it was actually central to who he was as the Messiah. And so we looked uh, in-depth at his healing ministry and about his call to become a a community of healers. Um, if we are to follow in the way of Jesus and we're to do the works that he did by the same spirit that he did that now lives in us, we too are called to become uh, this healing community. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about this morning is what does it look like and how do we become a healing community? What does it look like to bring the the healing presence of Jesus by the power of the spirit into our families, into our communities, um, and to experience that ourselves. And um, one of my favorite authors is, you know, uh, well, if you listen to this podcast, is Henry Nouwen, a Catholic priest and spiritual director and, and a writer on the way of Jesus. And in his book, which we talked a little bit about last week or two weeks ago, uh, the Wounded Healer, he he says this is kind of the ministry of the church is that we, especially those who are leaders, are called to become what he, what he, what he names wounded healers, those who um, understand our ministry as um, offering up our wounds, um, our sins, our suffering, our, our limitations, our vulnerabilities, um, our alienation, our separation, our loneliness, our anxiety, like these deep wounds of the soul that we experience in a broken world, that we are called to offer those up and uh, as sources of healing power in the world. And that requires us to both acknowledge our wounds, um, to be honest about the wounds that we have, not to deny them or live as if we're um, triumphant over them all the time, but, but to to pay attention to our wounds, to tend our wounds, to look after our wounds so that we can be prepared to help offer healing for the wounds of others. It's this uh, kind of understanding that Jesus uh, offered up his own broken body as uh, the way to health and to freedom and to salvation for people. And we too can offer up our own brokenness, not, not in the same way as Jesus, right? We're not the Messiah. We don't die on the cross for anyone's sins. We're not God. But as those who are created in the image of God, who are being redeemed into the image of Jesus, um, we too experience our own brokenness. And we're called to offer that up to others as a source of healing. And as we get in touch with our own wounds, as we tend to our own wounds, we have the ability and we begin to experience healing in those wounds, um, whether you know that be spiritual or emotional or relational or um, psychological or demonic or whatever, that um, as we get in touch with those wounds, we are able to offer them to others as kind of uh, signs of liberation. We are, you know, kind of forerunners or prototypes of the the healing and the freedom that Jesus wants us to bring into the lives of others. And so I love this quote from now on about this potential for the church. He says, a Christian community is therefore a healing community. 
not because wounds are cured and pains are alleviated, but because wounds and pains become openings or occasions for a new vision. Mutual confession then becomes a mutual deepening of hope. A shared weakness becomes a reminder to one and all of the coming strength. And so the core idea behind being a a healing presence or a wounded healer is that we all live in brokenness, right? We don't come to Christ and then have our brokenness completely healed. There's the already and not yet tension that we talked about, the now and the not yet of the kingdom of God. Like the healing is now. We experience fullness of life um, through the, the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But there's a not yet aspect in which it's not here all the way. And so we uh, acknowledge and we live in the reality and we can learn to articulate the reality of our brokenness while also um, not being paralyzed by that or immobilized by that, but seeing that shared pain uh, as a source of um, solidarity with others. And as we can live together in a community of shared brokenness, we can begin to point others to the healing power of Jesus and long for and desire and pursue the healing that Jesus has to offer us. And this healing, as we looked at yesterday, is comprehensive. It's it's for the whole person, for our spirits, our souls, our bodies, our minds, um, for healing our past and the memories that have power over us, um, as well as um, healing our imagination, healing us from um, all kinds of illnesses, while understanding that, you know, that's not coming until it's fullness, until uh, Jesus returns. And so we live in this tension of the now and the not yet. And so what does it look like to become uh, a wounded healer? What does it look like to become a healing presence? I, I want to read to you just a quick little story from the life of Jesus. And then I want to just engage a quick uh, little exercise or give you an exercise that you can engage as you think about what this looks like in your own life. So this story comes from Mark chapter 10, verse 46. It says, they, the disciples and Jesus came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Now, this is one of my favorite stories in the New Testament um, in terms of the healing ministry of Jesus. And there's a lot that can be said about this story and about the blind man and, and how Jesus heals him and what that means for us. But the thing I just want us to dial into here for our purposes this morning is this question that Jesus asks the blind man um, when, he, when he comes to Jesus and he is desperate for healing. He wants to have his sight restored. Um, Jesus looks at him with just this deep compassion And he says to him, he just asks him a simple question. What do you want me to do for you? Like Jesus already knows what this man wants. And yet he's trying to draw draw out this man's um, own sense of uh, trust and faith in the the healing power of Jesus, as well as his own awareness 
to be able to articulate and say, this is what I need. This is my wound. You could say, this is my, my, um, uh, my illness. And I want you to heal me. He's asking him, he's drawing him out and asking him to ask for help essentially and to come to Jesus for the faith that he actually can do it. And I would submit to you that this is the same question that Jesus asks of us today. He's still asking this question. He asks this question throughout the gospels. What is it you want from me? Like he's drawing out our desires and our longings for healing so that we might find those desires and longings fulfilled in Jesus himself. And I think if we're going to become a healing presence in the world, we first got to tend to our own wounds, we have to allow Jesus to uh, ask us that question and we have to respond in faith. Um, Jesus says, it's your faith that's made you well. Um, And this man goes on and become a follower of Jesus. And we suspect um, one who offers healing as a disciple of Jesus to other people. And so this question, what do you want me to do for you is crucial. If we're going to be a healing community, if we're going to offer healing to others, we have to experience this healing in our own lives first before we can offer it to other people. We cannot offer people superficial healing that's not grounded in our own experience. Um, In answering this question that Jesus poses to us, we have to have the humility and the faith to uh, answer this question of Jesus and begin to tend to our own wounds so that in our healing, again, as partial and temporary as that may be on this side of the kingdom come. Nonetheless, this is a, 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 a pattern that Jesus wants to um, install in our lives so that we can offer the same healing to others and others can hear Jesus asking them the same question. And so um, this requires us to be honest about our wounds and just to take some time and reflect on and just to ask the question, like, are we even, do we have an expectation that Jesus um, heals us? Are we in touch with our own wounds? Do we know where those powers lie inside of us, outside of us, um, in our past, in our present, uh, even in our future? Do we, are we in touch with those wounds? Are we being honest about those? And are we bringing them to Jesus to be healed? I mean, I think about the different kinds of healing and I think about the different kinds of sickness and illness and wounds that we carry with us. We have spiritual wounds, right? Like the alienation because of our sin that we experience with God where our sin has this power over us. We're in bondage um, and we need to be set free. And so whether that is an attachment to our work, our attachment to our image, to a need to um, you know, achieve certain things apart from the presence and power of God, to be seen a certain way, um, whether that is an attachment to a substance or something, whatever it looks like, we all have these areas of our lives that need to be healed. Pride needs to be healed. Ingratitude needs to be healed. Idolatry needs to be healed. And the question is, are we aware of those and are we bringing them to Jesus for healing? Are we trying to do it in our own strength or are we just being defeated because we've not even offered them up to God? We Many of us have physical things that we want to be healed, the healing of our bodies. I mean, I think in my own life, I have chronic illness uh, that I've dealt with and wrestled with for years. It started um, mysteriously as, as a young man. I was about 21, 22 years old, and I've had this chronic thing that I've dealt with. Um, and it's, it's just been, many, in many ways, just like detrimental to my physical and emotional health. It creates all kinds of anxiety and and I realized recently as we were going through this series and I was uh, talking about and preparing for this message on healing, like 
I've given up on even the idea that God can can heal me. Like I, I, I don't even ask the question anymore. I don't bring this to Jesus. I don't hear Jesus asking me, what do you want me to do for you? And so I don't ask for healing. I'm too proud to ask for the healing that I uh, want to offer up to others. And so my point is all of us have these areas of our lives that um, Jesus wants to heal and invites us to surrender to him and trust that um, in that pain, uh, in the depths of that pain, we become open to his healing power. We can become then a healing presence as we experience Jesus speaking life into those areas of vulnerability and weakness and sin. And so I just want to encourage you to take some time right now to maybe take inventory, take stock, do an audit in your own heart um, and listen to Jesus in your imagination. Maybe just get in a quiet place today or right now, take a few minutes, take 30 minutes and just ask yourself, hear Jesus asking you, what do you want me to do for him, for you? What do you want to be healed And I want you to just kind of fix in your mind that thing that needs to be healed. Maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's relational, maybe it's psychological, maybe it's, um, you know, uh, just, I I don't know what that looks like for you. There's different kinds of healing offered in the New Testament, but get that thing fixed in your mind. And I want you to imagine Jesus speaking those words over that illness, over that weakness, over that sin. I want you to imagine him, imagine him taking that, onto his person, onto his body. Um, I want you to imagine him touching that and healing that and making that whole. And I want you to allow that to stir up in you a desire to pursue healing, whatever that looks like. Maybe that looks like confession of sin. Maybe that looks like going to see a counselor or a therapist and doing some inner work. Maybe that looks like um, you know, going and asking for forgiveness or extending forgiveness to somebody who's wronged you. I don't know what all that entails, but I do know that Jesus wants to heal and he's asking you that question, what do you want me to do for you? And I know that if you want to become a healing presence, you must experience the healing of Jesus, cleansing you and empowering you for ministry if you're gonna offer that to other people. And so I just wanna close this time by inviting you to invite Jesus into that space, to become a wounded healer, to, um, to tend to our own wounds uh, with Jesus is to transform our wounds into a source of healing power for others. And so hear Jesus calling to you, come to me, go to him and run to him, spring up and go to Jesus. Hear him saying, what do you want me to do for you? Hear him saying, go your way, your faith has made you well and see yourself just embracing Jesus, following Jesus as he heals you and he transforms you into then a healing presence for others. What a vision for community, a community of wounded healers pursuing the way of Jesus in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our brokenness, clinging to Jesus and and, and having a hopefulness about the future that he wants to bring his healing power into our, our own souls, into our households, into our memories, into our imagination, into our minds, into our future, into our relationships with our children, into our churches, and into our world. If we're going to see any of these isms, any of these systemic things um, healed to any degree on any kind of a spectrum, it starts with us crying out to God and experiencing 
the, the renewing presence of Jesus, healing our own souls and bodies and spirits before we can offer that to the world. What is it that you want Jesus to do for you? Ask him, come to him in faith and believe that he is the kind of God who longs to bring that healing into your, into your life. Grace and peace to you as you go throughout the rest of this day.